Oh yes. It's backdoor cover. Hello again. I'm Micah. That's Brad. Micah. What's up, bruh? What's Gucci, fam? What's happening? That's what the kids say these days. Hey, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know what it means. Well, I mean, I sort of do. I mean, you get it. Yeah, I get it. I'm cool. Yeah. I'm hip. Hey, it's backdoor cover. It's exciting. Brad and I are excited to be here with you. Before we get started, I want to tell you about something else I'm excited about. Okay. This week's Mind of Micah. Do you know why I'm excited, Brad? Tell me. Two reasons. Okay. One. Sell me. Is the return on Thursday of America's number one Jersey Shore podcast, Thursday. Is the podcast coming back with the television show? Yes. The the TV show is back on Thursday. Okay. The podcast will be coming to you Friday, Thursday. Maybe you could just tell us a little bit, like, is is homeboy out of jail? What's the situation going on? is out of jail. I, we don't know if we're going to find if we're going to see this in the first episode. Uh-huh. He's been out for a few months. We're behind on okay. the recording, so you're going to find out. So we're going to find out if they release him in the first episode or if they, uh, you know, wait till episode two to show his release. Hype. Okay, but I, I'm thinking we're going to see situation is freed. Uh, episode one, Jersey Shore Thursday night. Come back to mind. Of Micah. Are they doing a two-hour premiere? I'm sure it's like a hundred hours long. What what insanity that is. It's, you have no idea. Okay. What's number two? Don't you have two things? Uh, The second one is, uh, Brad and I have an important announcement coming in March. Go on. We are going to do a Top Chef Fantasy League again this year. Yes. Feel the excitement. I wish I had a Padma drop on here. And, uh... We'll be doing a podcast on Mind of Micah, okay, recapping every episode. Let's do a little bit better job of explaining what's happening here. Okay. So, if you are not familiar with Top Chef, you should become that way. Top Chef is a, is a cooking competition. It's the greatest cooking competition. The way that we do our fantasy league is we watch the first episode. We create very initial impressions of each of the uh, cast members. We have a draft that night. And from that point forward, you're awarded points if your people advance, if they win a competition. People know how fantasy things go. Well, okay. So that's the gist of it. Uh, I got last place last year. I won. Um, Did you? You guys still haven't taken us to dinner. Yeah. Yeah, we probably aren't going to do that. (laughs) Well, it rolls over to this year. Top Chef is a great show, and we will be watching it and breaking it all down. Yeah, mind? this year's higher stakes. Of Micah. This, we're taking it public. Pun intended. Steaks. Steak. Love a, love a steak. Brought to you by Pelo Grigio. And later this week, I'll be doing some Mind of Micah content. I don't know what I'm doing, so don't ask. I can't wait to beat the shit out of you. And I might record some tonight. I, I just don't even know what it would be, though. Okay. Um, You're just not feeling, you don't have any creative dr- drive right now, huh? Not at, well, I, I've got, I'm waiting for the right read of the week. I've done something. That's Nothing's inspired you to go on a narcissistic ra- rant or anything like that? Not today. Okay. But, I mean, we'll see. It could be Micah's uh, beef of the week. Anything could set you off. <laughs> anything could happen. Hey, let's talk some sports here on our sports podcast, Backdoor Cover. Seems reasonable. Should we go to the hotline first? Let's go to the hotline. Let's, let's get hot, Let's change baby. things up. Okay. Uh, we have a hotline, 800-392-6344, 800 800- 
392-6344. We want to hear from you. We want to hear your sports takes. We want to know what we should be talking about. There was a lot of good calls during basketball season, specifically in March Madness. Yeah. And we expect you guys to continue that trend this year. Well, here we go. Let's uh, let's heat it up a little bit. Holy shit, backdoor cover. Oh, God, it's Will. It's done at the rack tonight, beating Rutgers in basketball, and I get to sit here and consider a win at Rutgers a big win. This is a fucking weird-ass reality that we're in, man. I cannot believe that I get to confidently say that a win at Rutgers was a big deal. Wow. Mm. Also, what a fucking mm. great name that's stadium. The Scarlet Knights play in the rack. Ooh, that's menacing. But heard it's good atmosphere. Glad we got the win. Looking forward to March Madness and blowing up y'all's phone lines. I'm sure Mike is looking forward to it, too. Have a good one. Oh, Peace. Boy. There's Will from Michigan. We'd like to take phone calls from anyone else, so call us, 800-392-6344, 800-392-6344. Call us when you're sober. Call us when you're drunk. Call us whenever, you know? Mm. Rutgers on a serious losing streak. Well, not a streak. They've lost five of the last seven, including to Michigan. Oh, yeah, big game, Will, you big cuck. They are 18 well, By 10. the way, why is Rutgers in the Big Ten? I don't know. Haven't they always been in the Big Ten? No, they've been there like three years. no. Was it when conference realignment happened that they moved in? I thought they were there they like, were like when Missouri was in the Big 12. No, it was after that. Okay. Rutgers moved to the Big 10. Uh, I don't know when. They, it, they, it seems natural to me. Rutgers joined in 2014. I guess it's been five, okay. five years, six years. It still doesn't seem natural. Nebraska went to the Big 10 in 2011, and then Maryland and Rutgers in 2014. So that was sort of after Mizzou went to the SEC. But just, come on, Rutgers, Big Ten? They've had zero success in any sport, basically. Okay. Best I can tell. Well, did Greg Schiano have a good year? There, there that was somewhere? before they were in the Big Ten. That was back. What were they in? And he's the back Big East? Now. Yeah, I think they were the Big East. Okay, so they're still in a Power Five conference. The Big East is not a Power Five conference. Is that football. not what it's considered? Yeah, no. Okay. But uh, don't worry about that. Yeah, no. cool story, bro. Let's talk some baseball, huh? Okay. Let's get tight uh, and high. Would you like to hear the audio of... Uh, Jose Altuve's first uh, appearance at uh, at spring training. Like, what is it, media day? No. Batting second. The second baseman, number 27, Jose Altuve. Oh. People just call him cheater. And he got hit, as I recall. No, he didn't. Yeah, he got hit in his first set back. I love it. Baseball's so petty. I like so petty. It. I like it. It's nothing like booing a five foot six tall, tiny human on a giant field. He's too small. How did I just don't understand how he hits the ball with so much power? Yeah, he's strong. He's one hundred and sixty five pounds. Like you wouldn't expect him to be a have that much power. So anyhow, maybe it's the uh, buzzer in his shirt. Ooh, you, you didn't even catch that zing, did you? It's okay. Mike is reading the internet right now, not listening to me, ignoring me. I uh, I went to a thing this weekend. Okay. Or actually, it was last week. It was at Capital Factory, which is this like startup community in Austin. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was some coding deal. Or coding? It, it, was a, it was a talk about coding. Or coding. No. Yeah, not coding. The drug Not coding. coding. No, no. Okay. Opposite of that. Gotcha. And there was this uh, lady there, and she was very strange and like scary. Because she was, was she a, like a coding nerd? Yeah, and she had fuck 
on uh, across her yeah, knuckles. Yeah, they're on real one angry. Hand, and life on the other one. Yeah, they're real angry. It was really something. I was there with my buddy Arian, uh-huh. and Arian was Arian was texting me, even though we were sitting next to each other. Like this lady scares me. <laughs> And the scariest thing about her is she was an actual human being wearing a shirt that said, I like Mike Bloomberg. Hmm. Have you met anyone who's an actual Mike Bloomberg supporter? Is he the one who does the ads on uh, yeah, Everywhere. Well, PTI? you're a supporter of his because uh, he's spending money on nah, every media. I stay out of political. That's not my realm of expertise. Well, he's, he's they, spent uh, like a half billion dollars so much. They, the, they demand uh, political rates, which are trash, so I won't, I won't work with them. Oh, they they pay less. Yes, there's a set political rate so that no candidate plays more than another. Mm. Fair advertising practices. So, anyways, fair enough. I won't do it. Uh, Shaq today at the Kobe Memorial said, "I said, Kobe, there's no I in team," and he said, "Yeah, but there's an me in the front of, in that motherfucker." Oh, he dropped a motherfucker. Yeah, Shaq always curses in public, even at funerals. It's amazing. Passing the ball. I said, I'll talk to him. Here, let's, here's, today, let's hear from this. I gained, the day Kobe gained my respect was the guys were complaining. I said, Shaq, Kobe's not passing the ball. I said, I'll talk to him. I said, Kobe, there's no I in team. And Kobe said, I know, but there's an in me in that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, don't, don't spit on your wine, Brad. So I'm coughing. Back. Gotta love Shaq, huh? Dropping one a motherfucker of the kind, at, a, at a at a funeral. That's never that's never been done before. Just makes me want to buy icy hot. <laughs> Man up. <laughs> what was the car he pushed there for a minute? Talking about all the all I think the it was leg a Buick, room. right? It was a massive Buick. I want to know what Buick that man fits in. You want to talk about the XFL? Okay, I watched some. You did? Yeah. What'd you think? It's pretty fun. Did you? Uh, you're not on on the group watched, chat with Neil Void, are you? No, I could. I can log in. I just choose not to, but I need to because I'm interested in what they those clowns are saying. Well, Neil was at the game. Which one? The XFL game in St. Louis, uh, dressed like a battle hawk. He's in. Uh, wait, I got to find a way to get this audio on this podcast right now. Hang on. You think this translates to good on air radio, huh? Yeah, I think so. What? So he's dressed like a battle hawk. You said. He was wearing Battlehawk gear okay. and doing a Battlehawk. Didn't he go with his kids? The people in St. Louis just really want football, man. They lost their team, and they would really like to have some football. Again. I think more so they're just and flying high off the KC win. No, they're they're showing up in St. Louis for the XFL. Yes, but they're now Kansas City fans. Well, most of them are, yeah. So they're, just, they're piggybacking the hype of football, winning the Super Bowl, into... Uh, being off now they're on the no Nighthawks. The, the rea- they're battle hawks and the reality Nighthawks. is that people in st louis just want to drink bud light in a parking lot that's a fact that's all they th- that's it here's no, it's not just in st louis if i'm in st louis that's what i want to do well too. that's true too here's the video i'll show it to you and we can listen looks nice I mean, look at all those white people just getting ready for the XFL. They've been listening to that song at tailgates since 2003. How about those Battle Hawks? A big win for uh, St. Louis. They're back. They're back in the pro football world. How much uh, XFL did you watch? Tell me about it. I saw a half of a game. It was between the Dallas team and uh, Landry Jones. He threw a bunch of picks versus, ooh, I can't quite put my finger. Was it Tampa maybe? 
whatever the team was that they had that they were playing versus, they whipped them. Like the quarterback was from Troy. I remember that much. Anyhow, it was entertaining. It, I like kind of it was enjoyable seeing Stoops and uh, Landry get whipped on. Aren't those two Oklahoma Okies that run the uh, oh, Dallas yeah. organization? Makes me happy. I don't know why I still get pleasure out of that. So that, I, I derive oh, well, a good Stoops time out of that. Stoops is an insufferable prick. Mm, you think so? And an immoral bitch. All the same. <laughs> I love how you stand the moral high ground on these football coaches. Uh, I mean, come on. It's easy with, with that dirtbag. Okay. Okay. So what else do you got? What do you th- What do you think about it? Have how have how have you? I'll tell you what else. What's I, your perception of the league at, at this point in the I, season? I can't. Like I've put it on a few times, and I just I can't get into it. Where's the nearest franchise to us? Houston, uh, Houston or Dallas? Houston and Dallas. We but should, Houston's closer. I guess we should probably go and drink some Bud Lights in a park. I think lot. they're playing Dallas this weekend. Oh, it's a Texas head to head matchup. Yeah. Oh Let's boy. See. I think people there the the uh, the Twitter XFL stuff is pretty good. The teams are are giving each other shit. Mm. Okay, so, that's pretty uh, uninspiring to me. Me too. Week four, we have uh, yeah, Houston's at Dallas. The Roughnecks at the Renegades. Roughnecks a good name. Yeah, man, we need to take our happy asses up to to Dallas this weekend. I got no obligations. My booze in uh, to, what Tulum. Tulum. Shouts to. Yeah, hopefully there aren't anybody coming for your cabeza. For my head? Yeah, hopefully she doesn't get kidnapped oh. on cabeza watch. I you think know, Tulum is a pretty safe place. Yeah. Shouts to Will to Freeze, by the way. Yeah, big time. Newlyweds. I saw that. Will and Sally. Shouts to them. In what was it, in Orange County or something? Yeah, Laguna Beach. Very nice. What was the reason for doing it there? Uh, uh the, No reason, really. They were going to have a, a big fan of the show, Orange County? Uh, Laguna Beach, yeah. Laguna on Beach MTV. on MTV. I'm sure that sounds like something Will would be into. What Kristen Cavallari? Big cock. Awesome. Did you see, uh, speaking of cocks, did you hear, see the stuff on Joe Burrow today? What does Joe, Joe Burrow have to do with being a cock? Well, his hands were measured at only nine inches. Oh, do small hands indicate your cuckery? Is that an indication? Well, of cock? Is it correlation? Yeah, some people might say that. Okay. There's a, there's a natural progression between small hands and cucked. Burrow's hand size measured at nine inches. Uh, per mm. ESPN, the length of, from pinky to thumb was tied for the smallest among first-round quarterbacks since 2008. Ryan Tannehill and Jared Goff, the others with that same hand size, were both instructed um, by the Bengals' head coach for whatever that's worth. Burrow had a great tweet, though. Would you like to hear this tweet? Okay. Considering retirement after I was informed the football will be slipping out of my tiny hands, please keep me in your thoughts. Okay. It's a great tweet. 129,000 likes. It's clever. It's good content. Pat Mahomes retweeted it and said, uh, my small hands are doing all right so far. I believe in you. With three crying emojis. A lot of tiny hands in the league, huh? He's uh, nine and a quarter. Inches. Do you know what your hand size is? Probably not nine inches. I wonder what hey, mine here, is. Here, why don't we figure this out? You got a, you got a tape measure? Hey, your phone's it? got a measure thing on it. All right. Let's, we'll, we'll, we'll circle back, don't you think? Oh, we're doing it right now. This is this is going down. We're moving iPhone to start. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna do an on air measuring. This is this is what the people are here for. Not really, but uh, Brad's going for the tape measure. We're digging around. We're talking XFL. Uh, to uh, the the combines this weekend. Are you excited for the combine, Brad? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, my friend Danny is the largest combine person in the world. I got nothing. Okay. Oh, here we go. Let's see. I am. 
Select a surface to measure at a point. It's electric. What kind of technology are you using? Millennial scum. You, you don't use this thing on the phone? Nah. So Micah is scanning his hand with like a uh, actually a panoramic view style picture, it would appear. Long story short, Micah's got intermediate sized hands, but I guarantee they're smaller than Joe Burrow's. I bet I'm probably about on par with Joe Burrow. Nine inches. Really? That's that's what this says, I here, swear. Go ahead and just put yours up to mine so you don't got to measure it. Well, here, let's okay. measure yours. Here, put it down well, flat. Let, you, the people want to know. You also should know and that... stretch it as far... Well, give me the other one because that pinky's all fucked yeah, up. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I uh, I dislocated yeah, it. flat. I dislocated my pinky uh, right before spring break 2004, and then I went to Panama City Beach, and uh, rather than casting it, I uh, chugged all sorts of terrible things and, and dislocated it for about a month straight. Now it's... You've got to be able to... Pull it further, because right now you're only at eight and a half. Let's see. Oh, that's, I know that's not Maybe good. it's a lack of flexibility here that yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm that, showing in the combine. Try one more time here. Oh, this is electric stuff. This is the trashiest radio I've ever heard. I'm getting right at nine, but that's not true, because you've got a larger hand size than I do. Yeah, that's what okay. you get for using that trash technology. So uh, this what, here's what I have We'll to circle back to this. Joe Burrow uh, will be fine. Yeah, because he's got hands as big as yours? Uh, perhaps. Yeah. Okay. All right. Nine inches. Let's see. What else we have here, Brad? You have any other things you want to talk about? Are we running through the news circuit? Yeah. You got any other news? Anything else popping on your mind? Um, I think what we'll do is we'll kind of run through, uh, the top 25 in basketball real quick. Yeah. That's what I want to do. I want to go through basketball. I want to we do talk both for, NBA We talked to the pros last time. But so you just want to do college? That's cool. Me too. Yeah. We can do that. Okay. There's really not a whole lot going on. That's what I'm learning. Uh, Patrick Reed won this week's uh, World Golf Championship hmm. in Mexico. The, the oh, villain. It wasn't Patrick a real Reed. prick to somebody. Some reporter came and tried to ask him a question afterwards, and he's like, nice question, and walked off. Mm, probably. I know that Brooks Kepka said something about uh, Reed building sandcastles with his uh, putter, or with his sandwich in the uh, bunkers, because, you know, he was caught for digging his ball out in one of the tournaments earlier this year. Anyhow, yeah, Patrick Reed, the wiener. Let's what a see. prick that guy is. Victor Hovland won in Puerto Rico. So they had the guys who didn't play in the World Golf Championship played in Puerto Rico. And Victor Hovland, uh, Oklahoma State graduate and rookie this year, won, which is a pretty good game. Pretty good pretty good uh, golf game for that kid. Yeah, winning. How, what's, the, what's the paycheck for that? Massive. Whatever it is. It's the one that um, your boy... Uh, <laughs> Cooch when he didn't pay the, the oh, caddy. It's oh, the it's same that one. same one. Yeah, Bryson DeChambeau won in Mexico. DeChambeau. Got, I mean, between him and Patrick Reed, those have got to be the two. And other than Cooch, are the two worst, two biggest pricks on on. Bryson's put on a bunch of weight. He's mashing the ball. Is he hitting at a ton? <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Did you see the eighty-four-year-old woman? Or no, I'm sorry the the eighty-four-year-old woman who hit a ninety-four-foot putt at an Ole Miss baseball. Uh, so, uh, Basketball game and won a new car? No. It was pretty good. She I can't love when drive old people it. do things. Yeah, I don't think you can drive when you're 94, man. Maybe they give it to the grandkid. Well, okay. somebody's driving it. Well, somebody's driving it, that's for sure, but she's probably not. So, shall we get into Hang the on, college basketball I've got to find this season? question from... What question? That, uh, oh, here it is. I've got to find this question that Reed was Patrick Reed was all upset about. <laughs> 
he patronized the person who asked him or whatever. Hmm. Here it. Let's see. Here's the video. Let's see if I can get this pulled up. Is this an electric episode? Mm-hmm. A lot of looking up of things. Eh, whatever. Trash. You're gonna need to cut this out of the episode, Bob. Yeah, this isn't good. Okay, so somebody asked him basketball. a question about resilience, and he just said, "Way to ask that one," and walked off. What a prick. Yeah, he's a dickhead. Everybody know it. God, God I, I hate Patrick Reed. Well, haters gonna hate. All right, let's talk some hoops. Go ahead, Brad. Lead the way here. Well, I mean, I thought you were gonna lead it. Aren't you the captain here? Would you like me to go through well, it? Well, Kansas is number one, so I'm fucking mad. After defeating Baylor, I think they were in Waco this weekend, weren't they? Yeah, in Waco. College Game Day was there. Uh, Chip and Joanna were on College Game Day again for like the third time this year because they were on when UT hosted, and I think again in Waco. Are they Waco? I guess they're, yeah, they're the only Waco superstars, really. They, they they are the entire economy of Waco. They had to get Pat Green. You to remember do that one. video? Our economy's based on LeBron James about Cleveland. Yeah, Waco's economy is Chip and Joanna. Well, they own half of Waco at this. Yeah, point. that's true too. And their church—it's a weird deal. Uh, yeah, they uh, Baylor twenty-three game winning streak is over. Uh, Kansas went from number three to number one after winning on the road. Baylor's uh, still at number two, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, which makes sense. San Diego State lost their first game. They're they're at number four. Gonzaga lost as well. Gonzaga is number three. Um, those are your top four teams. Duke falls to number seven after losing NC State earlier in the week. Ouchie. Your top your top twenty five. I'll give it to you here. Here's your potential one seeds: Kansas, Baylor, Gonzaga, Dayton. Dayton is a potential one seed. Well, they're ranked number four. I don't know where that puts them in the power rankings. Uh, your two seeds, as we sit according to the AP: San Diego State, Florida State, Duke, Kentucky. Kentucky's dangerous. Uh, your three seeds: Maryland, Creighton, Louisville, Virginia, uh, Villanova, and your four seeds: Seton Hill. Seton Hall, Oregon, Auburn, Penn State. So here you go. There's Here your is your 16. number one seeds, Baylor, Kansas, Gonzaga, San Diego State. Your last four in, Who Rutgers. Who is this according to? This is according to USA Today. Okay. Pretty uh, stellar publication. Last four in currently, at, this was published today, Rutgers, Oklahoma, Utah State, and Cincinnati. First four out, Richmond, Georgetown, Memphis, and UCLA. Memphis, if you recall, didn't they have like the, the best player in the country get suspended like First yeah. week or something along those and lines. And then they played him, and then they suspended him again, and he went pro or something along those lines. Mm. Uh, that's about enough college basketball to hot talk. We're talking about Richmond and Memphis, and who cares? Just a little updates. We're getting up there. We're getting towards March Madness. Let's move towards times. the pros. We'll we'll get back when it's uh, college, when it's time for the tournaments. Yeah, conference tournaments are, uh, what are they, next week? No, they're a couple weeks. I mean, it's, it's still, still March. We're still a couple weeks away. Okay, we'll figure it out. It's going to be um, good. Yeah, oh, it's going to be fun. I'm excited about it. All right, go ahead. Oh, yeah, here it is. Uh, you want some stats? I got some stats. Yeah, give me some stats, Paul. Where are these things? Stats for what? For NBA stats. Okay. Damn it. Where are they? Spicy stats. This uh, courtesy of the Washington Post. Okay. The Cleveland Cavaliers haven't had a winning season without LeBron James since. Take a guess. What year it was. Mm. I have no fucking idea. Take a guess. 96. 98. Okay. 
That's pretty close. Pretty good. That's a long time. It's 22 years without LeBron on the roster. Who is on the roster then? Do you have any idea? Uh, who knows? You said it was 98? 98. I guess I could click the link and see. I'm on it. No, no, no. I got this. We have Scott Brooks. Uh, wow, Scott Brooks Ilgowskis. was actually playing basketball? And wow. Brevin Knight. That's what it looks like. Since says, uh, right? Dan Gilbert has been the owner with LeBron, they are... 483 and 255 with 21 playoff series wins, five Eastern Conference championships, and an NBA championship. Without LeBron, they're 130 and 318 with zero playoff appearances. Doesn't Danny Ferry is that's he a 29 percent winning percentage without LeBron? Yikes! Holy shit! They had Sean Kemp on that roster. Yeah, I was gonna say Sean Kemp's probably on that team. Yeah, and then they had Danny Ferry, who I believe is a GM now. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know where he's the GM now. He got in trouble for some yeah, uh, questionable racist, allegedly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, 51 games into his sophomore season, okay. Trey Young is averaging 30.1 points per game, mm-hmm. 4.3 rebounds, and 9.2 assists on 60% true shooting percentage. Which puts him in the top five of all three categories, right? At 21 years old, Trey is second in scoring and second in assist. That's pretty fucking good. It's incredible, and his defense is literally dead worse, dead oh, last. He's fucking worse terrible. The they're like sixteen and sixty. They're they're a terrible team. But the boy can score. Seven, they're seventeen and forty-one. Okay. I kind of like that squad. The other two rookies they've got on their uh, roster are pretty are are coming into form in reddish, and the guy out of um, Virginia. What was the guy's name? Pages Stoyakovic. You remember Pages Stoyakovic? I'm stepping on you here. He's got a jump shot, boy. Do you remember how many years ago he retired? Must have been 2004. Uh, longer. He retired nine years ago. That's not... Okay, that's less long. Okay, I'm just but saying. Okay. Anyhow, go ahead. Would you like to know a fun fact about Pages Stoyakovic? Go ahead. He's younger than Vince Carter, who's still in the league. Really? Can you believe that? I can, because Vince Carter has been in the league forever. Dude retired nine years ago. I feel like Pedro played in the league a long time. Yeah. Still younger than Vince. Amazing. I mean, his game formed up pretty well to play along, too, because all he had to do was just jack the Yeah, he never played any defense anyway. Yeah. It wouldn't have gotten worse with age. It wasn't about physicality for him. Do you want to guess who has made or assisted on the most game-winning buzzer beaters in NBA history? Are we... The price is right now? What happened Yeah, this, we're, we're this having a little show. game show here. Okay. Take a guess, people at home. The most... Uh, buzzer beaters, you said? Game winners? Made or assisted on the most game-winning buzzer beaters in NBA history. Vince Carter. No. Take mm. another guess. I don't know. Give me a, give me say, a era. Uh, he's someone who's on ESPN now. Hmm. Jay Williams? No, he got hurt way early. I can't think of anybody it's, who's uh, on there. Oh, it's got to be Jalen Rose. It's Paul Pierce. It's definitely not Jalen Rose. Oh, Paul shame. Pierce with 12. Second on that list, Michael Jordan with 10. Okay. Michael Jordan, nine nine shots made, one assisted. <laughs> okay. Kobe, Kobe is third on the list with eight, and that's eight shots made and zero assisted. I believe it. Vince Carter with eight, five, and three. LeBron with eight, seven, and one. Joe Johnson, ISO Joe with eight shots and no assists. ISO Joe is one of my favorite all-time that? players. That's a pretty good stat. Joe Johnson. He had a good career. Okay, so you done with your little trivia? No, we got one more. Okay, what else you got for me? Well, that's pretty much it. Yeah? Uh, The other night, the 76ers started a game up 22-4 to against the Nets. 
And then the Nets came back with a 34 to 4 run and led 36-26. I'll tell you this. There How is no bigger bully in the league than Joel Embiid. That's my opinion. Like that he's weak and and if you punch a bully in the face like you can no. do anything you want or you just No, what, what in that if he is matched up against inferior uh, opponents, he has no problem of curb stomping you and then talking some shit afterwards and then talking some shit three weeks later. He like he's the king of being matched up against someone not as good as him and just destroying them mercilessly and then talking mad shit about it. Uh, and then do you hear him say he's the greatest in the world, something like that? And like he's ridiculous. He is out of his mind. I think he said that after beating on like. <laughs> I forgot who I, I wish I could remember the guy who he was matched up against because it's funny. It was like Hassan Whiteside or somebody, and everybody's like, "Get the fuck out of here." We get it. So you, you know the story about Whiteside. former Michigan coach uh, uh, Beeline. What's the guy's name? Yeah, uh, Jim what? Jim Beeline. Well, you know he's rumored to be coming to Texas. Oh, really? Have That's you heard any of this? I have not. Well, because def- the guy who was his defensive coordinator, he had some sort of role on his staff at Michigan. He is now at Texas. Well, he's going to get fired, too. Well, he might just be kept on board if they bring him. Anyway, Jim Beeline left to go to the Cavs. He signed a five-year deal. He's out already right after the All-Star break. Mm -hmm. Earlier this season, he had a a thing where he said that his guys were acting like thugs. He tried to walk it back and said that they were... uh, Was that stretched into racist stuff? Well, and then here's here's the uh, the quote from uh, Shams and his piece on The Athletic. Are you ready for this? Let's hear it. Instead, many players began playing songs that included the word thug whenever Beeline was within earshot, sources said. Bone Thugs and Harmony's Thuggish Ruggish Bone and Tupac's Thug's Mansion among them. They should play Thug Love. As the team boarded a bus a few days after the incident, one player was intentionally playing Trick Daddy's I'm a Thug with Beeline a few (laughs) feet away. Other players blasted songs with the word thug loudly during workouts in the facility. Players did this to make light of a very tough situation, according to one team source. Sounds more like they're just lobbying to get his ass ousted. Apparently, he he worked them really, really hard, and all of the veterans just did not buy in. And I mean, I'm a thug is an awesome song. It's a really underrated song. Baby, because I'm a thug. That one? Yeah. Mm hmm. Trey Young gave Quavo from Migos his jersey the other night after he scored 50 points. It might actually fit him. Uh, And they ask him. I asked Trey Young why he gave Quavo his jersey instead of keeping it after scoring 50. Trey said, that won't be the last time I scored 50. That's a guarantee. Homeboy can put some points up. No doubt. I mean, he's pulling from half court. Regular. Yeah. And making it, actually, which is pretty impressive. Pretty good. Pretty good. You know what else is pretty good? Tell me. This episode. Yeah, it's okay. (laughs) It's all right. You should tell some people to check this out. We're having fun here. Yeah, maybe tell them to listen next week. Yeah, we'll be back later. <laughs> I got nothing else. Do you yeah. have anything else you want to talk about? Like, no, I think we've done we're it. Ca- I mean, we're, we're just, talking about Joe Burrow's small hands. We talked XFL. Hey, this is a placeholder. There's not anything for us to say about the Kobe Bryant. You know, we already played the clip of Shaq, which is good. You can count. You see Michael Jordan was crying again. What's he crying about? At the Kobe Memorial. Oh, well. But he also, that. like, made a joke about how... How uh, there's going to be another crying uh, Jordan meme. Okay. Which is funny. Okay. Well, you guys just be ready because once conference championships hit, once March Madness hits, it's going to be all out. 
we're ready. We're going to be bringing the heat. I'm going to start polishing up my uh, my knowledge so I don't sound like a total dummy for the first week we do it, like last year. Nah, uh, you'll be okay, buddy. Yeah, you sound like a dummy. I'll do the. I'll be the expert. Yeah, you sound I, like I a like deal. That role. Okay. Uh, did you did you watch any of the boxing match Saturday night? No, I watched some of the highlights and stuff. Did you watch? Did you end up getting somebody to watch with? Michael I, uh, was trying to get Peter the Irish guy to hang out with him, but uh, well, okay. Let me rewind this because okay. I asked the group, the Titan High group chat, our High and Tight. What, what is our show called? Titan High and High. Titan High. I said, you know, anybody watching this fight tonight? And Peter said yes. I was like, okay, so I guess you're not. I was like, are you? You guys want to watch somewhere? He's like, I'm watching at my parents' condo, and then no invite follows. So I guess I'm not invited to come over then, buddy. Uh, No, I fell asleep before. I was supposed to go out with Coach Bobby, and I just fell asleep. I'm up early taking care of my dog Charlie. Yep, that's right. I liked how much hype there was around that fight, though. I liked how much uh, people got behind it. There's a lot of interest out there. I got his shit kicked in by Fury. Fury's Uh, Wilder is big man. They Calder, both are. Wilder has now confirmed a Fury third fight. Hmm? Whatever that means. Well, has Fury confirmed the fight as well? Uh, Is this no. a one-sided guarantee? Wilder said he would execute a clause in his contract for a third fight with Fury, hopefully sometimes this summer. Has he this got summer, excuses why he got his ass whipped this time? He does. This summer with no fights in between, he told the AP, I'm a warrior, I'm ready to go again. We're going to change a lot of things in this camp. Wilder blamed... Let me just read the headline. Deontay Wilder said an elaborate outfit he donned on his ring walk wore him down so much that he didn't have legs to withstand Tyson Fury in their heavyweight championship fight Saturday night. What was he wearing? Wilder said the outfit, which was a tribute to Black History Month, weighed him down and that his legs weren't right by the time the fight started. But what was Wilder said the entire group getup, including a mask, weighed some 40 pounds, and he knew by the end of the second round that his legs were gone. Here it is. Mike is showing me a picture of this. He like had a crown and it it was weird. It's like armor, and then he's wearing like a a, a spawn mask from the the uh, graphic novel Spawn or whatever the fuck that thing is. He tried to claim. Come on, get the fuck out of here. This is one of the most ridiculous excuses I've ever heard in a sport that is full of ridiculous excuses. Wilder always wears elaborate outfits to the ring. I mean, come on. He said it was weighed down by sequins and ornamentation and also included batteries for his mask to light up when he got in the <laughs> ring. Going up the stairs into the ring, I knew immediately it was a different charge in my body condition. After the second round, I had no legs, period. He has to feel so stupid saying that out loud. He's probably just listening to himself talk and be like, fuck. He says he's taking a previously scheduled trip to Africa, Africa, but plans to resume training once he gets back. He has... 30 days to, to officially accept the third fight, which would be a 60-40 purse split in Fury's favor. I got a recommendation for him. Jog one mile before every time you train in your sequence battery outfit with the lights on, and you'll be all right. No joke. First loss for Wilder in his 12-year professional career. Yeah, I think that the excuse is a bigger L than the actual. Loss I think itself. so too. Yeah. I mean, if you've seen these these shots on uh, on Instagram, he looks like of these close up cameras. Though, I mean, Wilder or Fury is fucking smoking him. I mean, he there's no <laughs> shame in getting knocked out. Claiming that you had no legs because of your costume is shameful. I'm with you, Brad. Shame. Well, maybe he'll come back and whip him, and then be like, "Hey, man, costume change." I told you. Yeah. 
Well, that's it. I'll I'll whip you if you don't if uh, if nobody calls this hotline eight hundred three nine two six three four four. Mike is coming you at you with his pizza? nine inch hands. You owe me. Uh, you or and P- and or Peter owe us pizza. Maybe we should go eat pizza. Okay. After we should do Titan High sometimes. Yeah, I lost the Super Bowl extravaganza. Yeah, and you lost Top Chef to me. The victor. Starting to look like a theme here. There you go. A lot of L's. Come back for mine. Hey, you know why I lost? Of Mike. It's because of the outfit I was wearing yeah, before yeah. the extravaganza. That sounds about right. You're too hyped. Too much wine. My legs were shot. All right, that's it. That's all. We'll be back later at some point. Check us out. You got anything else, Brent? That's it and that's all, baby. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. <laughs>